given anybody the sack before or have you how did you approach that yeah i have and actually when i was first hired as a consultant i was i was actually just hired to um deliver dismissals hello welcome 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 to the to the amazing the desperate entrepreneurs podcast a podcast for entrepreneurs who are looking to like start launch and grow their businesses so today we have an amazing HR consultant in the house this is a special Easter Easter edition so amazing HR consultant a specialist in HR business coach certified master NLP practitioner and award-winning international TEDx speaker on a mission to make the invisible visible see Michelle has a unique ability to transform improve and deliver the skills of people through coaching, consulting, and bespoke training. She has been featured in People Management, HR Grapevine, The Guardian, and Sky TV, and she's best known for her people empowerment slogan, hashtag, ask for more. Ladies and gentlemen, Michelle Raymond. How are you doing, Michelle? Thank you, Victor. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yes, thank you very much. And it is my pleasure. I've been chasing you for the past one year now. <laughs> and, yeah, absolutely. I'm wait, I'm patient, but um how is it called? I'm micro aggressively patient, but I'm patient anyways. Yeah. So Michelle, what's been going on with you these days? Listen, uh being busy. I I've probably been a bit more busier than I have been in recent months really to be fair um this whole thing that's happening right now has really uh it's really pushed me to get on top of things very quickly it's uh it's forced me to uh be more flexible in what I'm doing and the services I offer and to be quick to respond to market needs so i i have been quite busy to be fair especially because the business does hr so there's a lot of advice and support being given for those being furloughed and obviously uh with the business coaching as well oh that's great you see i just want to find out how how did you come to this point in your career as an um, as a, as a specialist, a consultant, and you've been for the past twelve months. I've been following you, and you've been like smashing it all the way through. So, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? You know how it started. I'll just give you a brief overview of how it started. I was working as a HR manager within a property company, and fully, fully employed, and fully happy being employed. I had no desire to run my own business. I had no desire to have that feast and famine that I see lots of entrepreneurs face. But I went to a conference and my husband, who was my fiance at the time, uh, the, the, the person who was in charge, he said, is there anyone here who started a business and wants to come up here and talk and share? I was sitting there minding my own business. My fiance pushed my arm up. And out of a room of, I don't know, there must have been about 500, I was called to the front to go on stage with a microphone uh, to talk about this fictitious company that I didn't even own, (laughs) uh, the business I never had. And I thought, how can I do this and not perjure myself, lie and all sorts? So I thought, if I just talk about what I know, my skills, 
and my expertise around human resource management and people management, then I'll just talk about that and not talk about this company that doesn't even exist. So that's what I did. And so people asked me questions. I was able to answer them effectively. When I got off stage, I had so many people come up to me and said, Michelle, I could really do with your expertise around um, contract compliance, uh, managing staff. I've got underperforming staff. What's the best way to manage them out of the business or to get them to improve? And in a day, I just thought, right, so I have a business. Let's make it work. And the day after, no, in, in my sleep that night, it's like God downloaded and said, Michelle, call yourself the people's partner because you like to partner with people. And the day after I registered it on HMRC, I had no business plan. I had no strategy, no marketing. I was just out to serve the community. And this is what we need right now. That type of mindset, forget strategy, <laughs> forget all these plans, all these business plans, go out and serve people and that's what I did for about a year and just built myself that way no website no one was looking at the website they just knew that I had what they had to offer so they came to me directly and it's only a year later that's when I thought okay let's put some sort of structure and then I got a website and got everything else in place but before that I was just serving serving the community and that's how we got here wow I can't say you're an, an accidental entrepreneur but you know, great things happens like that. You know, you just fall into it. Because this time that we are right now, you don't really, you rightly said it, we don't need strategies. We don't need all this kind of um, kicking the tire forward with, I need to get this plan sorted. I need to get that plan sorted. So see, like I told you before, um, people are getting sacked. People are getting dropped. People are getting, man, you wake up in the morning, you get a text message on your phone. Like, you know what? So and that's it. <laughs> so how are you dealing how are you dealing with those kind of calls for people that are good that got sacked or people that are getting retrenched or getting laid off say let's say zero hours contractors yeah and yeah so it's it's definitely a minefield and because these are unprecedented times there's no case law to uh, refer to and so there's no precedence that we can say well this happened in 2013 this is why we can do it so there's there are going to be a rise of very unscrupulous managers and businesses who are going to use what's happening now as an excuse to remove people from their businesses so what I'm being so and I, I work for the employer so if they say to me Michelle I, I feel like I need to dismiss this person I make sure that it's either done the right way or not done at all because there is another way that we can help this person. But for the employees who have been sacked, who have been dismissed or laid off, what you need to look at is what was the reason that they gave you. So if, they, if it's not a COVID reason, which means uh, if they've just said, if they've just said to you, Basically, your, your work's not up to scratch. We've got to have to let you go rather than furloughing you. You need to then say, go back to them and say, uh, where's the evidence for this? What meetings? Uh, when was I told? You know, was there a disciplinary procedure that they followed? Because even though we're in this crisis, companies still have to follow procedures. 
So I had one client um, who said, I want to make a dismissal. And I said, on what grounds? Oh, this person, she's been getting on my nerves and, you know, with all this happening, I need to let her go. And I said, you can't just let her go because of that, because she's been working for you for more than two years. And once you've been working for a company more than two years, you have more rights. And I said, and you need to still follow due process, which means have a meeting with them, let them know where their shortcomings are. Uh, and so his reasons were not COVID, but he was using that as a reason to dismiss. But then there's the other side where a business might need to restructure. It might need to make a commercial decision and that might mean furloughing staff or um, having to dismiss or make redundant because they no longer have the infrastructure. They have no more work coming in so they can't pay their staff. So that's another thing that can happen. And if there is a legitimate reason for dismissing you, and you can be dismissed for any legitimate reason under two years, then yes, they do have the right to dismiss you. But what I want to make very clear to your listeners and to your viewers, that if you feel that you've been treated unfairly and you feel like you could put a claim to the employment tribunal, what you need to be doing is when they have uh, given you a letter to dismiss you, you can ask for a subject access request. So if you remember back in 2019 in May, we had the GDPR. The subject access request allows you to ask for every information the employer has of you and they are compelled to give it to you. And the reason why I'm saying this is if you want to build a case against your employers, you need as much information to show that you are doing it right and they have done it wrong. And with that subject access request, you get, um, you'll be able to see uh, your personnel file, your occupational health file, any communication that's been written about you, WhatsApp messages, text messages, emails, you have access to all of that data and then you can use that to put a case against your employers. So just putting it out there, not, I'm not asking or encouraging anyone to do that, but that option is there if you feel like you have been wrongly treated during this whole case. So that, that, that's very interesting because you said under two years. Does this um, request covers people um, employees that are under zero hours yeah so the subject access request is 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 open to anybody it doesn't mean um you don't have to have been working there for two years what uh, the two years uh, statute is you if you want to make an unfair dismissal claim you need to have been working for your employer for two years consecutively or more but for the subject access re request there's no limitation on that. You can ask for it, but in terms of putting in the claim, you have to be of working two years. If you want to put in a claim, it has to be for another reason, such as discrimination. Um, uh, discri yeah, yeah, discrimination is usually the main one. So it could be discrimination on race, sex, gender. Yeah, there's a, the, there's a whole lot of them under the Equal Equality Act. So uh, you might want to look through that to see which one you might fit in, but once again, you can't make it up. It has to be there. <laughs> it's, it, that, that discrimination has to be there. And it's up to the company to, dis to disprove that they were discriminating against you. Yeah, because I have um, one of my listeners who actually sent me and sent me this question to ask you. 
he's like a contractor in the fintech, in, not, not fintech, but in the financial sector. And he does some back office stuff. His contract runs for about, I think it's less than two years, about 18 months. Okay. So, yeah, and they're over, um, it's over like a year now, it's over 12 months. But they are at home and more than half of their team has been chopped off. So, and, and, yeah, and if he's a contractor, so he's not even an employee. So with contractors right now, it's a lot of the big firms are um, laying off the contractors because that's an external, an ex, uh, what say, external personnel. So they don't have any employment rights. So yes, they can lay them off. Now, if he was an employee, then he will have more rights. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So the term of the contract does not, does not stand at the moment. Uh, and yeah, and you have to remember, and it goes back down to your your contract of agreement. Does he have an employment contract, a, a terms and conditions, or does he have a contract of agreement for services? So it goes back to what was signed or what was agreed initially. So he, um, if he's paying his own taxes and his own NI and all of that, he's definitely not an employee. Oh, okay. That's great. Okay, so for okay, let's move it forward now. With so moving forward, looking at the bright side now, what um, say an employee gets sacked under whatever reason, but actually they could have gotten canned. What skills do you think they should start looking towards to like okay. post COVID? What skills do they need to like? Right. So I'm seeing a trend now. Obviously, there's got to be some sort of online skills of some sort. Even when the market picks up, I think online is going to be still here and still going to be quite prevalent because we know we, we will have proven for three months that we can work online. So there will be a transition back to in-person. But if you have any skills uh, with online technology, I think that's one of the skills you want to be honing and practicing. And I, I, I'm like that. I'm tech phobia. But what I've tried to do is I've had to work with on myself and to embrace this because if I don't, I'm going to be out of the race. I'm going to be out of the game. So I'm just embracing the different technologies to communicate with people and doing live streaming and using all the different software and apps and really get my head around it. So that's one of the skills that I think um, they're going to really need. And the other one is uh, being creative and being uh, flexible. When I say flexible, I mean cognitive flexibility, which means you have to have the skill of getting out of the mind that you've always had and to embrace difference. This is the time where emotional intelligence is going to be key, absolute key. The, different, the, the way that we used to lead teams will not exist anymore it's what have you got in terms of your emotional capital and flexibility to be able to manage staff to get the best out of people uh to raise productivity levels really understanding people i think uh, people management skills is going to be really key uh getting the best out of people in a different atmosphere and a different 
almost like a different, it feels like a different world we're living in now that everybody is online. How do we manage skills and productivity and efficiency? So anything around emotional intelligence. And one other thing I've spoken about on many times uh, is, it's not a skill, it's not actually a skill actually, but it's your social capital. It's who you know and who knows you right now. That's gonna get us through because everybody wants to now collaborate. People want to partner. Now people are not going to partner with you if you have not built a relationship with them in the beginning. It's like going to the bank, putting it in your card, but you've got no money in the bank. Nothing will come out. So raising your social capital right now, building relationships with people is going to be so critical because in times to come, when we want to partner with people to help expand our business, uh, to affiliate with other people, they're going to be doing it with people that they know, like, and trust. So I think your social capital, though it's not a skill, it's something that we need to, it's an activity and a behavior that we really need to embrace now. That's wonderful. See, you know, because you are the you are like the queen of the people partnership. So how do you build um, partnership with people these days? How how does it work for you? Yeah, it's, I think it's working quite well. So um, I have made made myself more available to people. See, look, we're having this communication. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so a year ago, it was hard to tie me down, right? Yeah. But now I am freeing up my time and making myself more available. I'm not getting people to book into my calendar. My thing is, if we're on, if we're on uh, Facebook or LinkedIn talking, and I'll just say, are you free tomorrow? Are you free in the next hour? And we'll just jump on the phone and we'll talk and we communicate. Rather than back in the day, I had the long process. If you want to talk to me, you need to go to my website, fill out this form, and then I'll come back to you. But the game, the game has changed. It's now being more uh, approachable, being more, more available to, to serve your market quicker. And what I've been trying to do now as well, there's a number of people that I've been following that I'm now reaching out to and saying, right, listen, I know you have more time on your hands. And I know that uh, a lot of these people are now doing their own social media. So you now have access direct to them and not to their gatekeeper or their social media person. So it's, and it's people that I've been trying to build a relationship over a period of time. I can now see that they're becoming more touchable. So, and I want to be able to work with these people. I had a conversation with a guy yesterday who is a marketer, a digital marketer. And he just said to, he sent me a message on my LinkedIn. He said, Michelle, are you open for a coffee chat next week? So I said, yeah, why not? What time? And I, you know, I just got my phone out straight away to be able to respond to him. We booked it and we had it yesterday and it was awesome. And it's good. And I'm just getting to know more people, learn more about more people and understand what they offer. So if I'm having a conversation with somebody else and they've come to me for something I can't offer it, I know exactly who I can now connect them with. So that's how the partnership and alignments are working right now, which is working brilliantly. So, so you're saying this is like, this is the best time to get out and start reaching out. Best time, best time. So don't disappear. What we say about man, people like going in and for the extrovert or the introverts that during when things were normal, like four weeks before, four weeks ago, now that they call themselves introverts, 
Yeah, I think for introverts, they're, they're in their happy place right now. But even then, I would still say don't neglect trying to connect with people that you probably wanted to connect with for a long period of time. Don't neglect people who, so when I'm talking about those people, I'm talking about people who are playing a game at a higher level than yourself. But don't uh, neglect people who are on the same level as you, your peers. I think this is such a, a new way. I, I had, um, I was part of a, what do you call it? A, a secret supper yesterday, last night. And it was lovely. So somebody organized uh, in Ireland, a secret supper, a European one. So we had people from Sweden, from Germany, all look on. And she gave us topics and we went into breakout rooms. We discussed the topics. Then we came back and we fed back. It was, it was lovely. I love that concept. And it was so nice. And the whole point of the secret supper is you get to eat at the same time. So, you know, we, uh, some of us were eating salads, some of us were eating chicken, we had wine and, and we, we were talking. So it's like having supper, but we're having it all online. It was a really nice concept and it was lovely. That's nice. You see, we're getting creative in all sorts of ways now to connect. This is so wonderful. This is so wonderful. I just want to ask you just one, one question regards um, have you given anybody the sack before or have you, how did you approach that? Yeah, I have. And actually when I was first hired as a consultant, I was, I was actually just hired to um, deliver dismissals. And I really didn't like, I didn't like it, I didn't like it. In terms of my own personal values, it's not in alignment with it. And I didn't get into HR consultancy just to sack people. So what had happened at one point, I, one lady I had dismissed, and she was a mature lady, and I knew that it would be quite challenging for her to find another role. Um, so when I had fired her, I don't even like the word fired, when I had dismissed her, we had a conversation, and I said, what are you going to do? And she said, Michelle, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's going to be so hard. I've got a mortgage to pay. So I said, what other skills do you have? And she told me. And I said, why don't you create something for yourself, a business for yourself. And I helped her with that business. And that's actually how I got into business coaching. Three people who I had sacked, I helped them create a business. And that's how I got into business coaching. So I sacked with one hand and I helped them with the other. <laughs> yeah, it's just like that, uh, what's it called? That George Clooney movie, Up in the Air. And you like, <laughs> you're going, going from city to city to give people the good news or, you know. Anyways. You know, sometimes, have you had any stories or any, um, any stories regards who you've like dismissed and a year later they came out and said, thank you very much for doing that? Uh, no one's ever thanked me for sacking me directly, but there's a couple of people that I've, I've still kept in contact and they're doing so well. They're either in a newer role, a new role, getting paid more money, getting that level of respect that they lacked in their previous role. Uh, and they're doing really well. And um, I've had another person who started their own business and they've gone from strength to strength. And I think, yeah, actually firing them was the best for them. And, and, and the thing is, when you're, when you're fired, when you're pushed, it's like you're being pushed out of a nest. And there's two things you can do. You can just think, oh my God, this is the end of my life. And it all comes crashing down. Or you can learn to fly. 
you start flapping your wings and flapping your wings is looking at what other opportunities are there, knowing what's in your hands, what skills you have that you can utilize. Uh, um, um, learning to fly is starting to use your connections and leveraging partnerships. So there's two ways you can look at it when you're dismissed. Are you going to come crashing down or are you going to learn to fly? And I hope, and I hope you guys are listening. See, learn to fly. There's no use crashing down. Learn to fly because this is life. And um, yeah, Michelle, you've been successful doing your thing and I'm grateful for you because I've been following now for the past 12 months and you've been going from strength to strength and I wish you all the best. Is there any, word, is there any last words for, for people who want to like connect with you and where can they reach out to you? The best social to reach you. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn under Michelle Raymond and also on Facebook or Instagram. I'm under Michelle Raymond or The People's Partner and I'm more than happy to speak to anybody. And I think my last words that I want to share and to share with your, your audience and your listeners is a lot of us say that we want to make an impact in the world, whatever that looks like to you. If you want to make an impact in the world, you have to stop tippy-toeing through life. So you cannot be hiding. You can't be not showing up. You have to be there ready with a level of excellence. Be brave enough to put your head above the parapet and tell people who you are. Show people who you are. And let people know your skills and your knowledge. And it's not self-promotion. It's, it's letting the world know that you're here and you're here to serve. So you cannot make an impact through life in, in the world if you're only tiptoeing through life. That's, that's what we've got to think about. Wow, that's a huge one. And there's nothing wrong with self-promoting yourself. If Coca-Cola can promote themselves, why not you? Right. And all, all, all the big people that we know, they do it all the time. Yeah. We do it all the time. Yeah, I'm very grateful for hanging out with you for this for these past minutes or hours or how you call it. And I'm grateful. So guys, you know, follow Michelle on LinkedIn. Um, Michelle Raymond, she is, you see, you can approach her. Whatever I've not covered here, whatever she's not covered here, you can actually reach out to her, send her some LinkedIn requests and connect with her. Maybe a message or two, but say hi first before you start. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you very thank you very much michelle okay so guys if you like this just subscribe like review rate however it is on your favorite pod, um, podcast this is the diaspora entrepreneurs podcast and we say thank you very much michelle and thank you guys for listening <laughs>